episode 22 is finally here and i couldn't be more thankful to be in this place i am today you know episode 22 i'm now almost 22 living in a world where a number is the biggest thing in life anyways i've had a i've had a crazy week and since this last episode and we got a little new setup here uh thankful for that had a little help from my uh my buddy nate actually um with the feng shui things and you know how things go the feng shui is the the way you set your room up and if you guys who are listening on audio uh can't see the setup uh it's just a little bit of a different uh i got the table in front got the computer to my side and, you know stuff like that but we're we're moving up in the world every episode we're getting better and better you know i i mean i went to the i went to a club this weekend with my buddies and uh it was quite the experience. Um, I've also had some uh, realizations of things that have been going on. But overall, the week has been great, and I hope everyone's week has been great. Um, I actually have an intro song to play for you guys. Let's, let's get right into this, and we'll, we'll get the episode going right after that. So if you guys uh, would like to hear, stay tuned. This is ETG. Um, brought to you by Alex Hampton. He's actually a good buddy of mine. Um, we met actually through mutual friends over here at Wazoo. So um, if you guys are interested in the song, let me know. God damn. Guess I'm the man with the plan. Got all of this in my hands. Soon to be selling our stands. Understand, understand, goddamn. Waking up when it's early morning, I'm feeling blessed beyond coke. It's going more doors to open, I'm the fucking man. Pushing the pedal, my liberal attempt. You settle the sand, I'm taking the grind. Getting this money, sustain your life. I've been in the pain, I'm smoking on giant. Pump it, pass it. Fly, uh, go to the moon. Open up eyes on you, see get the room. Visual trippy, I'm turning your zone. Watching the bus, we ready for doom. Motherfucker, so we stuck in our tone. Dark room, sleep blast are blown. We stuck in the booth, then you're burning the spoon. And I'm locked away. Goddamn. Guess I'm the man with the plan Got all of this in my hands Soon to be selling our stands Understand, understand, goddamn So, again, that is ETG Capital E, capital T, and capital G Brought to you by uh, Alex Hampton You know, it was actually I heard he actually had a mixtape by his girlfriend in the in the native center and she was talking about it and i was actually you know it's crazy how i was kind of looking for intro music and how that played a part um so i reached out to him asked if i could use his music and he said of course um i was actually going to call him before the show but this actually this recording is being recorded at 11:47 at night so i don't know who's up and who's not but, you know, it costs zero dollars to help someone out, not even help someone out to give, you know, a shout out to someone. You know, a lot of people who do creative things don't rec- get recognized. Um, you know, even with this podcast, anyone who shares it and anyone who does anything, I'm, you know, super grateful for that. You know, a lot of people don't see the hard work that goes into music, especially, you know, the the hours you spend looking for the beat, you know, you got to get the copyright stuff and all that too. It's, it's a, it's a grueling process and I, and I'm sure anything is a grueling process. It's a grueling process of being a fucking babysitter. Um, but until that point, it makes you understand a bit how, I guess coming from a creative point of view, 
how much it goes to have someone who's like, yo, check out my guy's work. And the thing is with, with that song, and I'll be a hundred percent honest with you guys. I, when somebody shows me a song or tells me to listen to their mixtape, it's hard for me to really get into the song mainly because I know like I can hear their voice in a conversation. So like, I don't have conversations with Kanye West, so I don't really know his voice, you know, but like when it's someone I know and they make a song, it's hard to take it serious. But, um, to hear Alex's song, it was, um, I was caught off guard because I was, you know, I wasn't expecting this from it and it was really well done, well produced. And, um, I don't know the other person who was on the song. Um, but I think he had a couple people on the verse or that could have been all him. I should have been doing my homework, but yeah, great song, great person. Go check that out guys. Um, but people who have mixtapes and they tell me to listen to it again. Sorry, I keep going full circle. It's, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, this weekend. Wow. This, um, okay. So I went to a club over here where I live with my buddies this week and we went, you know, they had a drinks, their drinks and I was just, you know, just there hanging out. And, um, we went down to the dance floor and there's this, it's crowded, you know, there's many people walking around and everything. And, there's this like girl, kinda. I don't know what she looked like. If I could describe her, she looked like a like an if an, if an eggplant was a person, that's what she'd be like. Not in a rude way, but like the the figure, kind of skinny at the top and like not round, but like not thick either. <laughs> was down there. And, you know, the green part of the, the eggplant, she didn't have green hair. She had black hair, but it was, like, black hair, eggplant. She's dancing with her boyfriend, so I'm, you know, in the circle just having a good-ass time. Probably the only sober guy there. And dancing around, this girl, like, kind of tries to dance on me, and I'm just, like, pulled the Heisman on her, you know? Put the hand at the cover in the ball and, you know, pushed her away. I didn't push her away, but I I made my intentions and said, I'm not dancing with you. So go further on to the night, you know, we're having a good time. She tries to dance on a couple of my friends and they do the same thing. They Heisman her. And the thing is, is her boyfriend's standing right there. So I'm wondering like, what is going on here? And then she comes back again to me and like really tries to dance with me again. And I'm just like, I like, bolted not like ran but like got the fuck out of there because like and then her boyfriend was right next to her i was like i'm gonna have to fight somebody i was i thought i was gonna have to fight you know her boyfriend i was like great you know now i gotta beat up some drunk guy i think i could have took him and not not i think i could have took that guy and but the the thing is when she danced on me and then her boyfriend would look at me like yeah like I think they were into some weird shit, you know, some different stuff. If you guys get my gist, it was a little uncomfortable. Um, but God damn, it was, um, it was a realization of, wow, I, I, I now know I didn't really go to clubs a lot. And I'm not saying they're all like that, but fuck, man, that was fucking nuts. I was a little, 
worried about it. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, man, this is fucking crazy. I mean, there was like no, like, why couldn't it be like a single person? Why did it have to be like a this eggplant? <laughs> eggplant girl, <laughs> you know? Man, I think they're, I think, I mean, I, I don't know. They could have just been smiling at me, you know, maybe they were drunk, but. That was fucking weird. That was really weird. I don't really know what to to take from the people in clubs. I know I don't fit in. (laughs) Except when I'm getting into it. Sometimes I'll be getting into it and having a great ass time, you know. But otherwise, you know, it was a great night, great weekend. You know, my, my favorite football team ended up losing and... You know, I I won in fantasy. Me and my grandpa won our uh, football board. That was pretty cool. But I'm also in this, uh, I don't know if anyone's had these type of weeks. You know, you have those weeks that are just kind of like a cloud is over your head. You know, there's great things going on, but it seems like something's missing. I don't know what that missing thing is. And to be upfront with you guys, I think it's I miss home. I mean, I'm not one to sit here and like cry about it, but I think sometimes being far away from home and not being around the people that you're used to being around is a little bit different. I have the luxury of being able to go home this weekend. So if uh, you're listening to this and you hear me, you'll you'll know. But, I mean, I'm not going to make it like a post like, yo, I'm home. Because I like to, when I get home, I like to just hang out with like the select few people, you know. My family. And maybe girls I'm seeing or something, you know. <laughs> That's really the only time I really kind of make it abundantly clear I'm home. But. Why is that? Why do we get upset when we're not a, when we're not at home? Like you could go to somewhere like Hawaii. You know, you're there for 8 days and you just miss home. You know, the number one thing you're waiting for is to see that Marysville exit when you get home from Hawaii. Why is that? Why do we why do we get excited to be home? Is it familiarity? Is it because you know where the nearest McDonald's is? You know, are you close to your boyfriend or girlfriend or something? You know, are you excited for that? I don't know why people get excited when they get home. Because I could be, I have a fantastic life here and where I live at now. And I still get super excited to go home like I'm a little kid. I'll never understand that. You know, if you're listening, try to analyze why you get excited for when you get home. Again, I think it's just because we feel a little bit more safe and we know where everything is. I mean, yeah, I do miss home. But again, you know, having those weeks where you have this cloud over your head is its a little discouraging. Sorry for all these long pauses here, but... I don't know a place that I could truly be at and just truly want to stay. Even when I'm home, I want to go somewhere. And I don't know if it's like the new generation or the new 
whatever's going on because I just want to do something. And that could be very well it too. I just, I think I'm I'm starting to get out of that funk though, you know, and I'm not trying to make this all sad or anything about me, but I know there's someone out there who's listening that is probably feeling that same way, you know, where you, you want to just be in bed a little bit longer and you just want to eat junk food and you just, you don't want to go to the gym and you don't want to do your homework or you know, you really just don't, yeah, you just want to call into work and just lay in bed all day. And there's nothing wrong with having those relaxing, relaxation days. But I think I make this for those people that are feeling the same type of way. Because at the, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and right now I think I'm starting to see that light. Because, you know, earlier I took a fucking nap. I'm kind of feeling a little sick, to be honest with you. And I woke up and I said, I got to get some work done. And this is work, you know, to me. Fun work, you know. And I'm glad because I'm going to look at this when I'm having a good day or even a bad day. And I said, you know, I'm glad I did it. Look at the body work and be proud of what you've done. You know, that's why they give you, you know, a diploma to look at, you know. Good job. You did it. This is, you know, a body of work and a piece of paper, basically. That's why people get yearbooks, so you can be like, wow, that, those are some good times. Even though in the yearbook times, you know, you'd get a, here's the thing, you'd get a yearbook, and you get all your favorite people to sign it, you know, potentially your crush, you know, maybe you'll get their number, and they're going li- to write some lie, like, have a great summer, here's my number. They never hit you up, you never hit them up, but they you have their number. Yearbooks were a cool thing, man. I would get a yearbook. And I would try to write cool shit, cool stuff in there, you know, because I know people in 10 years are going to read those and they'll be like, man, my guy dumb, you know. Fuck. Man, I wish I would have had a better signature on my yearbook. It was just like pen, you know, regular, stand, regular standard writing, man. Yearbooks, man. You know, you, you cross out the people you don't like and all that and maybe the people you did like. You made sure that picture was extra clean or you had a heart around it. Oh, man, I would want, like, people to see my yearbooks when I was young. Like, my elementary school ones, I was crossing people out, putting hearts around girls and shit. Oh, my goodness. I was, I thought I was so cool. You know. But now I look at it, it's like, why did I even do that? Or why did I like the girl with one tooth? <laughs> I'm not saying I did, but... You know, some guys, sometimes people have those realizations. Fuck, man. I've seen I've seen some people pick up a yearbook and look that person up on Insta and try to slide in their DM. It's a fucking crazy thing. People will be fucking lonely as hell. There be people be lonely as hell sometimes. I've never seen anyone more lonely than the person I was hanging out with one time. They picked up their yearbook and said, "Man, they were kind of cute." And then they hit them up. I'm like, "Whoa." I mean, we are the same age, but like that person probably could, that person could live in Maine. Fucking Maine. That's a that's across the way from me. And don't get me wrong, there's sometimes I look at the yearbook, I was like, I am wondering what that person's up to. But now we have Facebook to like do you know, we can look up what people are doing now. Like right now I can go look at fucking my my friend from middle school and be like, Oh, hey, he's just in fucking California, Disneyland with his girlfriend. 
Back then, you weren't able to do that. But I had some good signatures. And I I mean, I, I'd go back and just look at like, hey, Dom, you're funny. And I, I still get a smile out of that. God damn, I've been talking about school a lot lately. What about work? What about work? Work's one of those things that's hard to look back and just miss. You know, there's not a lot of people on here that are listening. I'm pretty sure that want to listen to work, you know. But it's something we all got to do. You look at pictures when you're out there grinding, when you'd get up at 7 in the morning and go and fucking, maybe you're a roofer, man. Fucking those people, man, they, they're doing the Lord's work, dude. People who build houses, all that, man, I commend you guys. I, I mean, if I could give you like a clap or something, like a clap, you know, sound, I mean, without messing up my audio or something, I would. I think that stuff goes really under the radar. I used to roof a while ago. And uh, I only did it a couple weeks because it was like a summer gig. But fuck, man, that stuff's rough. And a lot of people like to forget this. If it's 80 degrees outside, it's like 100 up there. Because you got all those like, because I was roofing like some old Mexican building, you know. Them red bricks. <laughs> And those red bricks, man, they 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 give us give off some heat. You got to be on your knees too, you know. You're putting stuff down, you're stapling shit, or you're you know whatever you're doing. It's hot as hell up there. You're gonna get burnt. You, you know, it's you're hunched over all day. Fuck, man, that that stuff's hard. It's one of the hardest jobs, I think. Being a fisherman's a fucking hard job. Anything involving waste management's hard. But we got to have people who do it, you know. Not everyone can do all the, you know, be Leonardo DiCaprio. Not everyone can be, you know, uh, Elon Musk. We need people who know how to do those fucking fundamental jobs. Because you know who lives in a house? Every every person, you know, that, you not everybody, but... Everyone you know lives somewhere, and that has to be built by somebody. And there's houses coming up everywhere and any time, you know, especially look at, you know, cities north of or south of or west of or east of, you know, around a big city. There's constantly, you know, towns being built. You know, like, for instance, like Los Angeles, like neighboring towns from Los Angeles, they got houses coming up on the Dizzy. Man. Dizzy. Man, I haven't said Dizzy in many years. You know? I I say dope a lot. I say doses. Like, doses is like, see you later. Like, peace. So, you gotta, you gotta kind of work it with it, you know? Say you see someone's walking away. Doses. It's like, peace out, but you're holding the two side, and that's Spanish for two. So it's like, dose. I don't know. Say doses to someone next time they leave, you'll probably get a good kick out of it. Man, I went to the, I went to the grocery store last night at eleven. I think it's partly because my um, 
my sleep schedule is a little messed up and I'm pretty sure a lot of people's sleep schedule gets messed up. And I kind of realized why my mom brings me would bring me to um the grocery store with her. And you know, you get all your stuff and then you get in line right then and there you forget that you uh forgot something. And that's as soon as like, you know, the cashier lady or cashier dude scans it. And you're like, fuck. And it's too late to go back. I mean, you can, but you don't want to be that guy, you know. But my mom would be like, go hurry up and grab the milk or grab whatever we forgot. And I'd go run around. I don't even know where I'm at. I was six years old looking up at the fucking things. And I was like, man, I I don't know where to fucking find the flour. And I, I, got, I got time because my mom's up there waiting. And I'd, I'd always grab the wrong shit, I'd feel like. And then she'd be like, here, I'll go do it, you know. God damn. Or sometimes, you know, your mom would leave you at the, she'd leave you at the line. You know, you're, say you're at the line with your mom and you forget to get fucking pears. And your mom's like, wait here, I'm going to go get the pears. And, you know, you're waiting there with the cashier. You're not paying. You're, you're looking at them. They're done. And the people behind you are just, fuck this guy, you know, all mad. And you're just sitting there like, hey man, I'm just, I'm just here, you know? And, you waiting there for 10 minutes. Sometimes my mom would go get pears and then she'd forget. She she had to get fucking almonds and maybe she had to get my brother some fucking ointment, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, those are the, I, I now know why my mom would bring us. That's genius on her part. And if she's listening, she's definitely a genius. But I know that's, the, and I know that's a thing for a lot of people. Man, I'll go on the Walmart with my mom and I'll lose her a, a turn I don't, you know, if I'm not looking, I'm, I'm not on my mom's, like, hip. When we go to the grocery store, she'll be van. Like, I was, this was, like, six months ago. You know, I went to the uh, Safeway with my mom. I said, I'm going to go grab something. Then she said, okay, I'll be in this aisle. I come back, she's not even there. Moms know, moms know the routes of the grocery stores better than anyone. And I'm not meaning that in, like, a sexist or rude way or anything. But, but man, my mom, she knows that place, like, the back of her hand. Like, I ask her, like, you know, mom, where can I find the... I don't know, the puck, the cups of fruit. She knows, oh, it's aisle six in like the middle. What? She She's never even worked in a grocery store. Maybe that's a thing as a parent. Maybe when you start going to grocery stores. You know you start growing, you know you grew up a little bit when you start seeing people you know at the grocery store instead of like the mall or the skate in or Burger King. Like you start seeing people, you know, getting lunches for themselves Maybe they're getting baby food. Maybe they're getting diapers. But you definitely know you're getting older when you see people at the grocery store. It's just a fact. I'll stand by it, you know. Like, I hardly ever see anyone at the mall or anything now. But as soon as I step into fucking Walmart, I see 15 people I know, guaranteed, especially at home. And then you got to tell them your old life story, you know. Like, oh, yeah, I've been... I've been doing good, you know, fist bumping. Man, I remember you as a kid. You're like, I barely even know you, dude. Or last time I saw you, you had a full head of hair, you know? <laughs> now they have none. Man, I do miss home, though. Um, Another thing that's been coming to my attention, um, what has been going on? Um... I don't like airports at all. 
Um, airports are in my mind because, you know, I was thinking about going home and flying home. But I just really, d- I'd rather drive than go on a plane. Like, I'll take a plane to fucking Maui or something because, you know, at the end there's something to do, you know, you know. But, like, I don't, I don't fuck with airports. And I don't fuck with airports mainly because I don't like those moving sidewalks. Yeah, you heard it here first. I'm the one guy in the world that probably does not like those moving sidewalks. And here's the one reason why I don't like them. The moving sidewalks are meant to speed you up. When you're late to a flight, you don't want to be running in the airport because that's just like apparently 9-11 messed that up. You can't run in the fucking airports no more. But the sidewalk is meant to like make you walk. And when you're walking, you're supposed you're going at a running speed. But people just fucking stand there when you're supposed to be fucking walking on them. Oh, my God, that frustrates me. I don't know why. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm completely joking, by the way. Don't come at me if we're at the airport. Oh, there's the fucking sidewalk. I'm not going to fucking have a brain aneurysm because I'm upset about the sidewalk. But just one of those things. Like, come on, man. Like, I can't stand those things. I, I don't really like escalators either, but I understand their purpose. And it's not like the moving sidewalk is like for like handicapped people or anything because they're they're spaced out throughout the fucking airport. So like say you want to be on one, like you got to get on like 17 different ones before like there's one and then like and then there's like a big gap in between and then there's another one. Like they're not continually on the sides. If that was if that was the case, it'd be different. But they're like spaced out. And every time you get off one, you feel like you're going to biff it. You know, I'll be walking on one of those sidewalk things with my luggage and I'll be like kind of walking at a faster pace, you know, because that's what they're for. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you almost biff it. Maybe that's why you're not supposed to run on them. I mean, you're not supposed to run on them anyway, but like, come on, like if you're speed walking, you'd get a wrong, you know, you're not paying attention. You fall over. I'm just saying, you know, that could be a lawsuit. That could be a paycheck. Man, I'm I'm having so much fun with this podcast, dude. I, I I love this, man. I love what I do, and uh, I hope everyone loves. I hope everyone else loves. You know, listening to me. I got a lot of people who've been on the show, and a lot of people ask me, "What do I like to do more? What do I like to talk to myself more? Do I like to have people on?" And it's a different experience every time, no matter who it is. So far, I've had. I, I can't even name everyone I've had on the show. But my next show will be with my brother, I believe. Um, Again, and, it, you know, that was probably my most fun show with my little brother. And it, it wasn't that I didn't have fun on all other ones because I fucking loved everyone and I still have memory, memories of every one of those. But that was cool, man. It's just like it's our humor is the exact same, you know, and it's easy to click. You know, when you find someone that you click with, you know, relationship wise, you just talk to them. That's fucking cool. That's one of my favorite things about meeting someone. Like, if I could talk to a girl for like more than five minutes and not have to like do the what's your major or the. How's the weather? You're fucking cool. 
I don't even care if you look like a fucking wall, but if you can respond back to me to the point where I don't have to ask what's your major, fuck, man, that's that's cool. And I think that goes with a lot of things, you know? Like, nobody likes to go to the fucking generic-ass questions. So if I could talk to you for a good hour, that's not only attractive. I shouldn't say attractive, but it's like I admire it, I should say. Because I'm not just sitting there with hard eyes just because I'm talking to you longer than 10 minutes. But it definitely is an impact. Especially if I if I do think you're attractive, then that's different too. But I'm not trying to talk about my love life here. We all know where that goes. <laughs> We've definitely heard that one. You know, sometimes when people talk about their relationships, you're just like, shut the fuck up, dude. Fix it. Get over it. You know, there's 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 a couple of things you can really say to someone who's having a you know a, a butt hurt attack. But everyone needs to be heard, too. You know, that's there's the, there's a line. But I'm not gonna pause my life to talk about your life for seven hours. I'm sorry. You know, and even when people ask for relationship advice, man. Why ask me, dude? I'm the fucking single one right now, you know? I mean, you can ask me anything you want, but... Come on. That's Theo Vine would say. Come on. God damn, dude. I don't want to just sit here and ramble, though. You know, it's been 30 minutes of this podcast, and I know not everyone has 30 minutes to listen to me. And if you are, I'm eternally grateful for that. But I definitely had a good episode today. I'm really glad to be in the studio right now. And I couldn't be more thankful for where I am right now. And I think it's good to notice that and it's good to acknowledge that. So, you know, if you're listening to this, you're driving a a car with, you know, somewhat gas, I guess. Or you're listening to this and you're doing your chores, you know, be thankful you got those chores to do. You know, at least you are folding clothes, you know, at least you got clothes. And there's always the starving kid in Africa, I know. But, you know, in the terms of living to your happiest, you know, just be thankful today. Because I'm damn thankful for, you know, a lot of things. And, you know, I'm thankful for the people that have uh, definitely told me to use their music on my podcast again. You know, if you guys uh, did not hear me in the beginning, that was ETG by Alex Hampton. And that was uh, Leak, the first song we listened to. He actually just released another single. It is called Signs. If you guys would like to go check that out, please go check that out. It's on his SoundCloud. ETG. It's fantastic work, man. I mean, I I, I commend people who are able to make music because I really love to make music. Um. Maybe one day I'll have my own intro music and all all that, but right now we'll get to that. But let's close out to a little bit of a familiarity to you guys. We got IB Produ- IBW Productions by Trill Swizz. Um, welcome to the business. Thank you guys so much for listening. You know, we out here, right? Like we out here trying to work. Yeah, because like this album. 
Dom Dress Podcast, episode 22. Thank you guys so much.